Welcome to Synergize This, where we talk all things training, health, and fitness with me, your host, Sin. Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode number two. And what do we have in store for you today? So we're going to have a main topic, and then we're going to get into some little questions later. But the main topic is, what is the best training split? And why is this important? Well, it's important because everyone's trying to find optimal what is the best? What is going to give me the best bang for my buck? What's the best split? Is it back and buys? Is it full body? Is it GPP? Is it upper lower? Let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. What I've noticed a lot is, especially in my training experience and with people that I've spoken to uh, coming on as new clients or current clients, is the general consensus of training is the whole bodybuilding split, the bro split, the back and buys, the chest and tries. That was the first thing that I was introduced to as a kid, uh, getting into the gym. And now as a trainer, that that bodybuilding split is still in the minds of most people, regardless if they're 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, because that is the base knowledge of training. That's all they know. And why is this not really a good thing for most people coming into the gym. Now, the bodybuilding split is not a bad split. I'm not saying it's it's bad. I'm not shitting on it. I'm a bro. I was a bro. I will always be a bro at heart. But it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for most people. Not because the program itself doesn't work, but there's so much to making that program work. And the main thing is adherence. Let's say I've got a client, let's call her Margaret. Margaret's 35. She's got three kids. She works 40 hours a week. There's fucking no chance Margaret's coming into the gym to do back and buys, chest and tries, legs, let's say, well, quads, hammies, six to seven days a week. There is absolutely no chance she's doing that. So adherence, being able to do that many sessions a week, for most folk is borderline impossible. Not because they... they can't adhere to doing the program properly it's because they can't adhere to the amount of days that program requires now the bodybuilder split does work for people that are bodybuilders that are competing it's a very small percentage of people it's less than one percent if you go to a commercial gym it's much less than one percent the reason why this split is for these people that are competing is because they've probably reached almost a peak in their physique and they need to smash out volume for the one to two body parts a session because they've plateaued. And if you have plateaued, there has to, something's got to give. And normally that means an increase in trading volume and frequency and also an increase in calories, a caloric surplus. Most people don't need that. Most people can't adhere to that. So then we go down the line to what works for the regular person. What is the best split for the regular person. Now, it's not so much what is the best split, it's more so what can you adhere to? What's gonna make you show up to the gym? Is it gonna be two days a week? Is it gonna be three days a week? Is it gonna be four days a week? That's a conversation you have with your trainer. It's a conversation you have with your client. If you can adhere to three days a week, 
Most of my clients that trade three days a week are on a full body split. Some people that are trading four days a week, they're on a upper lower split. Some are on a full body split. Some are on a push pull legs. Why is it all different with different clients? I have to meet them in the middle. I have to meet them where they're at. Because if they're not enjoying their trading, they're not going to come in. So I can give them an amazing program. If they don't like it, if that's not going to make them come into the gym, they're not going to come into the gym. Equally, I can give them a shit program, but they can like it. And they're going to be coming in and they're going to be smashing it. They're going to be hitting their goals. They're going to be trading frequently. So you need to think, how can I meet my client where they're at? Or as a client, you want to think, how can my trainer meet me where I'm at, where I'm doing something that I like, but I'm also coming in uh, enough times that I can adhere to the program. Do you need to trade five times a week? No. If you can only come in three times a week or twice, that's amazing. It's full body for that. It's the best bang for your buck. The important thing when you're training two, three days a week, even four days a week, is are you exposing your body to all three planes of motion? Are you training sagittally in the frontal plane, in the transverse plane? Normally when people are doing the bodybuilding split, they're training in the sagittal plane. It's always just up, down, up, down, forward, back. Your body needs to be exposed to different types of movements. Twist your spine, bend your spine, twist your torso, lunge to the side, expose your body, be be more free with your movement. And a, and a good program will have that in in there. You don't have to think about it. It's it's just in your program. And again, it's what do you adhere most to? And if you adhere to it and you stick to it, that's the best program for you. It's not what is the best program. What is the best split? It is what is the best split for you. Now, we're going to get into some questions for the week. We've got three questions. The first question is, should men and women train differently? Now, I do see women train differently in the gym, but because there is a belief that women should train differently in the gym as opposed to a man or as opposed to men. And they don't need to. They, they, they don't have to. The, the barbells, the metal, the plates, the machines, they don't they don't discriminate between men and women. Uh, a bench press isn't only for a man. A pull-up isn't only for a man. Neither is a dip. Uh, a, a, a glute bridge, a hip thrust, a kickback, a squat isn't only for a girl. That's It's just not. Like, men benefit highly from... Uh, training their glutes and women benefit highly from training um, uh, their pushing and pulling muscles. There is no there is no discrimination in the gym when it comes to uh, training uh, based on your your sex. Women that train heavy in the gym, there's the misbelief that a woman training in the gym, lifting heavy, will give her man body, big muscles, look like a man. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, there's so many. Uh, men that I see training in my gym that are on PEDs, they're on some kind of performance enhancing runs, most of the time testosterone. They train four or five times a week. And look, to be honest, they're not that big. They, 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 they're nice. They, they've got a, a good physique, but they're not gigantic. They're not big. So what tends to happen is when girls train in the gym, they lift heavy, they push themselves closer to failure. They actually have amazing, amazing physiques, incredible physiques. Um, that's that's very feminine, but also very powerful. They don't look like men. 
They have actually amazing physiques. So do not be worried training in the gym if you're a woman. There is no male or female program. Train. Don't be scared to lift some heavy weights. Don't be scared to push yourself to complete muscular failure every now and then because what you'll see as results in the mirror, you will be more than happy with. The next question is, how important is training frequency for muscle growth? Can I get results training two times per week? Now, this goes kind of back to the, the training split. And I don't want to do the whole, it depends, it depends, it depends. But it depends. It really depends on the training age of the person. And it depends on the goals. But uh, in saying that, the, the real answer is, yes, you can get results training two times per week. You will train beyond minimum effective dose especially if you're going to a decent intensity in your sessions. You don't need to go to complete muscular failure to everything. You don't need to just like die every single set. But as long as you're pushing it to a relative, relatively high RPE, it obviously depends on the programming that you get given. But as long as you're pushing yourself uh, decently in those sessions, that's more than enough. Two times a week is more than enough. You'll, you'll at least on the bare minimum maintain if you have a decent trading age but most of the time that that is way beyond your minimum effective dose you'll be getting gains as long as you're obviously feeding yourself properly you're getting your recovery you're getting your eight hours of sleep but if you're doing all that is it important to trade more if you can trade more you can but two times a week is actually more than enough for most people and the last question is how important is my behavior when it comes to food choices and losing weight. Now, this is so important because over the years, I'm not sure if people have remembered the whole if it fits your macros uh, phase. And I was I was heavy into that phase. I bought into that. I drank that Kool-Aid like crazy. I was having pizzas like three times a week. I was having Maccas. I was putting that shit into my fitness power. And yeah, look, at that time, we thought a calorie is a calorie, but it's it's not really it's it's not and how and how sustainable is it to always count your calories is to always scan barcodes not sustainable at all because does that change your behavior no it just changes your understanding of portion sizes and food and what what uh, how much calories are in in what how much protein macros all that stuff that builds an understanding but it doesn't change your behavior. And we've taken a big big change in terms of uh, nutrition in the last probably three, four years. And we've gone from being super anal on the MyFitnessPal to how can I be more aware present in my decisions in what I eat and my food choices and my behavior. So I know myself when... I don't eat for about four or five hours and I'm ravenous, I'm starving, I will eat anything. And my brain automatically goes to McDonald's, KFC, burgers, um, kebabs, pizzas. Just just what can I get that's quick and easy? Put it in my mouth. Let me eat it. This is also millions of years of evolution of our brains. We used to, as hunter-gatherers, we would travel four or five days without food and then when we do find food we'll have it in an abundance and then our brains will then go okay it's gonna be another four or five days without food now we've got pantries full we've got fridges full we've got pockets full we've got uber eats 
and we've got Deliveroo, we've got all that stuff. We've got so much food in abundance, but we still have that primitive, primitive reptile brain uh, behavior of, ah, oh, this will be my last meal for four or five days. So then we eat, we feel shit about eating, we try to eat for a bit, we get hungry, we eat, we'll feel shit about eating, and that cycle repeats. We just go in circles. So behavior and food choices, it's very important to be aware and present in the moment and not to be hungry for too long. I wasn't a, a big proponent in snacks back in the day, but I, I realized that having snacks keeps you satiated for at least a, a period of time. So you don't make that, let's not say mistake, but mistake air quotes of jumping into some KFC of some Maccas and then feeling like shit and then repeating that cycle, just a vicious cycle. Uh, what works a lot with most of my clients as well is having some protein when you're feeling peckish or having something small when you're feeling peckish because that will keep you satiated, at least the protein will. Or there's something small when you're feeling peckish, you've ever realized like, oh, I actually wasn't that hungry. I was just peckish. I use it as the analogy with my clients of when you go party when you're like 18 and you have one shot, three shots, four shots in the space of 10 minutes. Instead of waiting for that one shot to hit you, you have those four shots and you go from sober to absolutely plastered in the space of 30 minutes to save as when you're hungry, instead of having a little bit of food, letting that settle, you just destroy yourselves having the burger box. And then you're like, ah, oh, fuck, probably shouldn't have had that. So changing our, our behavior when it comes to our, our food choices and also when it comes to beating ourselves up about our food choices is really important. So being aware that you're actually not going to die from starvation of hunger you're just probably feeling a little bit peckish well that's it for episode number two thank you so much for listening have a great day or great night depending on when you're listening to this and i will see you on the next one bye <laughs>